Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Self-esteem. That's that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Some people just a little bit. Some people have a have a lot of issues with self-esteem. And there could be a lot of things that leads to a problem with self-esteem. But it's something that it's it's a big enough issue that I thought let's let's take the hour this evening and let's talk about that. Now I thought first of all I found I found a neat uh infographic that says ten tips to deal with low self esteem. And there's some really neat suggestions on here. Now this will be on my website, so you're more than welcome to go to the website and to download that and to save it and make notes if you want to. And you're more than welcome to also add your own comments to the post anytime. That's that's definitely that's awesome if you want to do that. It'll be on the website at uh, readyforloveradio.com/slash-self-esteem. So now the first first suggestion. I love the first the first suggestion. Now you can do this. They call it a compliment jar, but if you want to do a a jar, a basket, a box. Whatever you want to, no, any whatever works for you. But now, <clears throat> for an entire month, and at least once a day. Now, if if you come up with more than one, that's awesome. But at least once a day, I want you to write down something you like about yourself, no matter how small or how big. And like I said, at least once a day, but if, if you got more than one, that's wonderful. Do it more than once a day. Write down a piece of paper and put it in the jar or the box or the basket or whatever it is. Write it down on a piece of paper and put it in the jar. Okay? It can be a little scrap of paper, big piece of paper, whatever you want. But write it down and put it in there. And keep on putting them in there all month long. And if you want to keep doing it longer than a month, that's not a problem too. Now, that can be any kind of a compliment, something positive about yourself, all right? Now, it can be your eye color, your hair color, um, something, let me see, maybe it's something that you bake, it's that you drive good, that you are nice to people, that you treat your cat good, that... You know, that you're on time for work, that you get up early, that you sleep really good, whatever it is. I don't care what it is, but it's whatever it is, it's got to be positive. Just something that is a compliment about yourself. So this is your time. Toot your horn, brag, do whatever. Whatever you think you do good, put it in there. 
So be positive. Put it on the paper. And if you want to put little smiley faces and little hearts, whatever you want to do. But be positive about yourself every single solitary day. Okay? And you can even do it first thing in the morning if you want to. Something positive about yourself. All right? Even even if it's that you remember to brush your teeth multiple times a day. Something positive. All right? Compliment jar. Like I said, basket, jar, box, whatever you want to use. Compliment jar. All right. So that's number one. Now, number two. Start living for now. Now, sometimes this can go in in several different directions. Some people want to, I don't know if they really want to, but they end up focusing too much on past problems, past mistakes, past things that didn't go right, that didn't go as good as they wanted to or things that went wrong in the past or people they had problems with in the past or things they think they didn't do good enough or people that didn't treat them the way they wanted them to or things that we can't change because if if something didn't go the way we wanted to in the past there's just nothing we can do about that at this point okay or they're worrying about things that are so far in the future that we don't know what's going to happen, okay? Or maybe things aren't going in the direction we want them to go leading the way we want in the future. Or maybe we think that we aren't talented enough or maybe there's something that we're just not happy with way um way things are shaping up or just something something isn't going the way we want and so we're we're not happy with it and it's like you know I, or or maybe we you know maybe somebody really wants to be married and they're not even dating right now and so they're concerned about that and they're like oh I'm never going to be married or or they're in a relationship and they're not happy with that right now and so they're they're worried about what's going to happen 5 years from now that you know you you can't change 5 years from now right now okay so live in the now and and don't worry about whatever is going to happen 10 years from now it's it, it, that's that's down the road a lot of things could happen between now and then and I know a lot of times family or friends may put pressure on us and maybe like, you know, I usually family means well, but, you know, sometimes they can really, really create havoc in our lives, even though they're really, they're trying they they mean well and i know i know a lot of times <clears throat> i would i would get in these conversations with my grandmother and she'd be she'd be like i just want you to be happy and and i could never get her to understand that i was very happy with the way my life is 
even though it wasn't what she thought would make me happy. And I'm like, you know, what what you picture my life should be is not what's going to make me happy. You know, what what I'm doing is making me happy. So don't everybody tries to push you into what they imagine is going to make you happy. And so it, you kind of sometimes you got to kind of just sit down and 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 tell them you know you need to just kind of back off you know. Like I said, a lot of times they they mean well, but they can be putting a whole lot of pressure that's that's not helping the situation. You, you gotta you gotta set boundaries up for people, and they need to they need to learn to stay on their side of the boundaries. And let you live your life, and that's that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. But living, living for now, and and learning to be happy with now that that can make a huge difference. Okay, <clears throat> now a lot of times I've talked about keeping a journal, and you know, there's a lot of times when we we have all these feelings and maybe these emotions and and things that that are kind of kind of in our head and we just kind of need to get them out and we may not know how to get them out you know you need to get them out of your head and they're just kind of they're 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 in your head and you don't know what to do with them you know you you got to you got to get them out and you got to get them out in a healthy way cuz they're driving you crazy and getting them down on paper can be a really good way to make that happen and there's something there's something about writing writing them down on paper that really helps something about getting them from your head down your arm and out through your fingers and through a pencil or a pen onto the paper. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it to you, but it helps. Typing doesn't do as good as writing it. And like I said, I don't understand why, but it makes a difference. Sounds crazy. It really does. But I've I've, I've written a lot and I've typed a whole lot, and it just helps to write. It just does. I don't know why. Well, and see, I like that too because then if if you're really upset about something and you write it down on the paper, you can burn it somewhere safely, somewhere safely contain the contain the ashes somewhere. But it, it's just it you know do it somewhere safely. Don't let it get out of control. But it just it just helps or, or rip it up. Ripping it up is even safer. That works too. But and just you know, don't don't worry about your spelling. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about all that kind of stuff. When when you just need to get upset feelings out, just write it down and just get it out of your head. Just get it out. Get the emotions out of your head, out of your body, and just get it on paper. And then throw it, you know, ball it up throw in the trash, rip it up, whatever you need to do. It, it helps. I'm just telling you. I've done it. It works. It helps. And then you can just, if if you write it in a journal and you keep it, then just close the journal 
and put it in a drawer or put it under the bed or do something and get it out of your sight for a few days and just leave it there. It just helps. It just, it really does. Like I said, just helps to get it out of your head. Otherwise, it's just, it's stuck in your head and it's driving you crazy. And a lot of times you just, <clears throat> it's amazing how many times I've got something going on and I just kind of need to talk through it. And I sometimes you just need to just get the words out. And I know, I know there's there's times I I will even and this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes I'll just talk to Muse about it, my cat. And it's like I'm talking to myself, but I don't feel quite as goofy if I talk to him as if I talk to just you know the air in myself. And it's the same thing when you just write it down on a piece of paper, and then I'll even sometimes I'll read it back to myself. And it just, it helps. It just really helps. So just just some things that I do that, that really does help me to kind of work through some problems. Okay, now this next one. It's a lot easier to notice this kind of thing in another person than it is to notice it in ourselves sometimes. Um, and I've actually noticed, too, I noticed this with my dad one day, that if you're around people that do this a lot, you may not notice it with friends either. Because I was with him one day and noticed this instantly with friends of his. And when I brought it up to him, he didn't, he, he had no clue what I was talking about. Um, we actually, we actually went out to breakfast with friends of his. And his friend's wife complained and complained and complained and complained the entire time we were there. And her husband had fixed a really nice dinner for the night before, fixed dinner, and washed all the dishes and cleaned the whole kitchen and did everything for the night before. And... She complained about every single thing he had done. Nothing was right. The kitchen wasn't done perfectly. She complained about how he loaded the dishwasher. Uh, she complained about each thing that he had fixed. It wasn't cooked exactly right. She complained about something with breakfast the next morning. And she complained about uh how he was dressed and that they hadn't gotten there on time. I mean everything. She just complained about everything. And I drove me crazy. And we walked back out of the restaurant and I'm like, how in the world do you stand being around her? And Dad looked at me, he goes, What in the world are you talking about? And I'm like, she complains all the time. How do you stand that? And and he, he looks at me, he's I don't know what in the world you're talking about. And I'm serious. Every sentence the woman said was a complaint. And I mean, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. But, I mean, he honestly did not notice any of it. And her husband's a sweetie. I couldn't believe she, I, wow. But anyway, um, and, and poor poor man, I mean, he, he just, he, you know, he just sat there and, and you could you could see him just, almost shrinking in his chair as she just kept on and on and on. Um, but 
number four is being aware of our negativity. And it's whether we direct it at ourselves, especially with self-esteem, if we're directing it at ourselves. That's um, that's a big thing with self-esteem. Um, so, so being aware, uh, if we're being negative to ourselves, to others around us, and just just being negative about um, what's going on, about our situation, about ourselves, about anything that's going on. Um, so, if we're recognizing the negativity and um, responding positively makes a big, big difference. Uh, especially if we're being negative toward ourselves. Talking ne- negatively, um, and if we're doing that, um, especially if we're, we're being negative and talking in negative ways about ourselves, you know, if if we are presenting ourselves in a negative way, and if somebody is saying something, and we're putting ourselves down, and if we are, um, like I said, doing doing anything in that sort of way to make ourselves look look bad or seem more negative. Any of those kind of things are just going to reinforce that um, bad self-image, and also, I mean, other other people doing it hurts our self-esteem. But when when we're doing it to ourselves, that that's even worse, you know. So we want to want to first of all, we want to not be saying negative things about ourselves. And um, not putting up with other people doing it, not doing it ourselves. But like I said, sometimes we just kind of do it out of habit. I, I know I used to do it as um, a self-protection mechanism because I I knew certain people I was around were going to do it, do that kind of thing to me. So I would try to beat them to it. It, it didn't... I, I know this sounds weird, unless you're the kind of person that, that's like me and did, well, like I used to be and do it too, it didn't quite hurt as much if I was doing it first. If I beat, beat them to it and I was, if I was the one making the joke and saying something about myself, it didn't hurt as bad if, as if somebody else was doing it. And like I said, that's going to sound stupid to people that haven't done it. But if if you're the kind of person that was in the same kind of situation that I was, you'll understand what I'm saying. So, and, but like I said, you get in the habit of doing that kind of thing. And like I said, it's it's a self-protection mechanism. Well, you think it is. You think it is. Because um, you, you just kind of get so used to people um, saying hurtful things and... I, I know I had myself convinced that if I insulted myself first, it just wasn't going to hurt quite as bad. And thank goodness I finally broke that cycle. But it, it took it took quite a while. And, and I mean, I for years, 
I would do it, and it was just a reflex. I just I got so used to doing it that um, I, I just I did it without even thinking. And it, it took a it took a long time to break that cycle. It 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 felt really good to stop it finally. But we need to become aware of the fact that we're doing it and then make the effort to stop doing that. Okay, number five is ask ourselves if so if somebody else was in my position, would I make them feel negatively? Okay, so if if we're doing things to make ourselves feel bad, okay, so if if something if if I'm doing something okay and I feel the need to make myself feel bad about it okay now let let me kind of role play and and just kind of te- test this out okay if I saw somebody else doing the same thing would I feel the need to go up and treat them the same way I'm treating myself. So think about that sometime. The next time you feel like you need to beat up on yourself for something, stop, take a few minutes and say, if that was somebody else, would I go up to them and treat them the same way and talk to them the same way I'm talking to myself? Would I be judging them as harshly as I'm treating myself? Or would I give them a break? Would I cut them some slack? And wait a minute. Would I maybe give them some encouragement? And would I maybe consider the circumstances and maybe give them some help? Hmm. Yeah. If you look at it like that, makes it look a little bit different sometimes, doesn't it? And sometimes, sometimes we just need to have an honest conversation with ourselves. You know, sometimes, do you find yourself just kind of jumping to conclusions with yourself and not really giving yourself a break? You know, sometimes, sometimes we need to just talk to ourselves like an adult. Maybe figure out why we're feeling like like we do and is there a way we can help ourselves feel better about what's going on maybe maybe there's a reason why there's a problem maybe maybe there's some problem you know um 
maybe there's something going on and you know I know a lot of times with self-esteem issues there's some something's happened somewhere along the way that maybe triggered a problem and we don't want to think about it or we don't want to deal with it and sometimes we we really just we need to dig and figure out why and we don't want to and I, I know one of my big issues was I was used to being judged by other people and people that for various reasons were in a position where they um, when I was younger were like authority figures over me in various situations and so they had the quote-unquote authority to to judge me and oh did they and um, as I got older I, I kind of started to question that and Ooh, they didn't like that. <laughs> so <laughs> that is putting it mildly. So as I started to question whether they could, could judge me and tell me what to do, I um I I found that that I was judging me in place of them judging me, and um, that that caused some some self esteem issues for me. Because I was I was actually judging me more harshly than they were, but about different things, which which caused some problems, and that took that took a while to deal with. Um, so see, I, I just I've, I've had all kinds of hoopla that I've dealt with over the years with this, but um, <clears throat> it's um, there, there's a lot of issues that low self esteem can cause, and can cause a lot of negative a lot of negative issues in our life that create other problems and it's amazing how many how many things from when we're younger can manifest themselves with other problems as we get older um, <clears throat> and It's it it seems too simple, but the more positive we can be with ourselves, the more we help all of those situations. Um, being positive isn't going to fix everything, but it's a really, really, really good first step. And the more honest we are with ourselves. That's that's a big help for us too. Um, and I, when when we're trying to think back about what could be causing us to um, feel negativity about ourselves, if if we're trying to look back. And and something starts to feel 
um, uncomfortable, that usually is an indication that you're getting close to an answer. So it's it's difficult, but keep keep trying to figure it out. Keep digging. And if you can find somebody that's close to you that knows you really well, have them talk with you. Have them help you. Because real often they'll be able to help you figure out what the problem is. Because like I said, self any any time we're dealing with low self-esteem, like I said, it goes back to something that we something that's happened earlier, something that we've been dealing with in our life. But it's stuff that we can overcome. We just got to figure out what it is. And any anybody <clears throat> that's seen the movie Frozen is going to hate this next thing I say. I'm just I'm just telling you you're going to hate this, but it's true. It is true. Now, there's there's a lot of things that many people are just hanging on to. Now, you may be hanging on to it subconsciously. Okay, You may not understand or remember or know that you're hanging on to some of these things from when you were younger because it may be subconscious, but you are. Okay, there, there may be things from when you were younger that you're holding on to, but you need to... You know what I'm going to say? You need to let it go. Okay? Now, it could be something from from when you were a kid, and maybe some, it should, could be something from a, a brother or a sister, or it could be something from, from your parents, or from somebody that you grew up with, or, or some kid from when you were in school, or it's hard to tell. Okay? But you need to just, let it go. It's over. It's done. It's just, it's not important anymore. It could be something that some stupid kid said in school that made you feel bad about something. It could be, it could be you had braces when you were in school. It could be anything stupid like that. Okay? It's, it's amazing the stupid things that we hang on to and don't even realize it. But, you know, it it could be Oh, it's amazing the stupid stuff from school that, that we hang on to sometimes. Um, but, you know, there's so many times that there's there's some things that that we unconsciously hang on to from when we were younger. You know, that's like I was I was working on something in a book I was working on. And there are so many things that, that go back to even when we were like first, second, third, fourth grade, something like that. And years and years later when people were in like their 20s, 30s, 40s and they're in relationships and and somebody turning them down when they were in second or third grade for a date you know, I mean, we're, we're talking like third and fourth grade for a, a school dance. You know, somebody turns them down. 
or or says, "Oh, you have cooties," which you know, in second grade, everybody said that stupid kind of stuff. But that kind of thing can stick with you for 20 and 30 years, you know? But it can happen in such a way that it sticks with you. And then years and years later, when somebody, you, you go to ask somebody out, and they say something in a certain way, it can trigger something in you, and you can remember that little girl in the playground or that little boy in the playground that, that laughed at you or said something, and it can still have an impact. It's amazing what our minds do to us, you know? So I, I'm just I'm just sharing that kind of thing because, I mean, I I've, you know, it's amazing the things that clients tell us and so don't discredit that sort of thing when you're 30 and 40 and 50 and you're dealing with crazy things like like self-esteem issues and trying to figure out why in the world you're dealing with this you know it can be that kind of stuff that's still causing you problems. So it's um it's interesting. It's just it's interesting what causes issues for us down the road. So something else that can help is meditating. Believe it or not, sometimes just relaxing and you know it's amazing our lives just get crazy. So doing something like relaxing and meditating where you're just, you're blocking other things out and you are relaxing, you're focusing on your breathing. It's amazing what learning to breathe and in a certain way Okay, and even even if it's only like 15 or 20 minutes and just letting go of the anxiety and just getting to an inner peace and just just reconnecting with yourself and your body. It's amazing what that can do. It just um, it's interesting. And actually, I was I was talking to a friend earlier today. And we're talking about even even taking off your shoes and going outside. And it's a little cold for that here on the East Coast right now. Um, of course, he didn't think so, but I do. <laughs> but um, and but you could you could do it with with socks on. It's not quite the exact same with socks on, but you know, and and just go outside and just reconnect with nature. You know, just get away from the the TVs and the phones and all the electronics and all the noise and all of that and just go outside somewhere where it's peaceful and just just enjoy the just enjoy nature you know listen to the the birds and the squirrels and the raccoons and the listen to the breeze and the trees and the leaves and just 
that's that's like when when I'm going to my my doctor's appointments. I just had an appointment a couple of days ago, and I love the the drive is gorgeous, and there's there's a pull off I like. It's it's really pretty scenery, and I like to pull over and just get out of the car for a few minutes and. Because I'm always I'm always anxious about my my test results I'm going to get, um, so I like to pull over and just get out and it's it's on the side of a mountain, so it's always it's always breezy, and uh, just kind of take a few minutes and just kind of just kind of focus and and just take a few minutes to just kind of. You know, um, just just kind of get centered before I go over and and start with you know the the test and and the doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've I've got a day coming up where I'm, I've got like five tests and then some planning in about a month. So I'm definitely going to do it that morning if I if I have time. Um, this could be a long day. Um, but it's it's just kind of nice to just kind of, like I said, just kind of get centered and focused and and all that and a few deep breaths before before I go over and we get started with everything. Um, but it's just it's there there are too many days where we don't get to do that kind of thing before just rushing right into everything that needs to be done. And it's it's just it's interesting how that kind of starts the day. It's it's just kind of it just started sometimes. It's just kind of interesting. <clears throat> okay. And be an active participant in your life. Now, if I say that, what what does that mean to you? An active participant in your life. Now you may be saying, "Well, yeah, <laughs> of course." But do you know people that it, that maybe it doesn't feel like they're participating in their life? You know, you kind of just go along and you know, just kind of going through the motions, kind of thing. It's it's interesting on this on the meme it says don't be a backseat driver. It says when you let your emotions run your life, you aren't truly in control. Start actively participating in your life to help develop a more positive attitude. Now, it's it's interesting because um, I was I was uh, told years ago by a couple people that it was bad that I wanted to be in control of my own life. And I I basically told him, I said, well, the thing is, if, if you don't control your life, somebody else is going to take control of it. And I still feel that way. But this this is an interesting point with this, that, you know, if if you're not controlling your life, your emotions are going to take control. And do you, do you know people that if you think about it, that 
their emotions are kind of running roughshod over them. You know, that they, they've, it, it seems like their emotions are out of control all the time. I, I certainly know people that seem that way, that their, their emotions are always just way up or way down, like all the time. And they're, they never seem to be like on an even keel. Um, and it's, it's, I don't really want to say easy, but life is much more manageable if you can get your emotions under control. Um, and I think it's, it's better to feel like you're in control of your life and be able to manage your life and feel better about yourself if you can get your emotions under control. Now, there's going to be times, um, and I, I know this, well, with health stuff, I've definitely felt out of control with things. Um, so there, there will be times from time to time where emotions are out of control. But for the most part, you know, we we should be able to to get things to the point where we can manage them. Now, there's some interesting facts at the bottom of this. I think I think y'all might find this interesting. Just to kind of give you some some ideas about where things where people are with self-esteem. It says um, 74% of girls say they're under pressure to please everyone. That's that's rough. It says ninety two percent of teen girls say they want to change something about how they look. Ninety percent of adult women say they want to change something about how they look. About forty percent of teen boys in middle and high school want to change something about their body. Seven in ten girls have some kind of self-esteem problem. Low self-esteem is a thinking disorder. Well, that was interesting. And this is common low self-esteem engagement activities include cutting, eating disorders, bullying, smoking, and or drinking. That's um, that's sobering information, and those numbers, those numbers are unreal. So um, so low self-esteem. I mean, those that I I, I knew the numbers for for girls and women were high. I don't think I knew it was quite that high, and almost half of teen boys. In middle and high school, that's um, that's something. But um, now I found another meme just to kind of give us an idea of what real self-esteem does look like, just to give you kind of the other side of the picture. And both of these will be on the website. 
it says what real self-esteem looks like. And these are just some, some phrases to kind of give you something to think about. Um, I'm flexible in responding to uncertain situations because I trust myself to respond well and to succeed. In the very center, it says, I can't imagine anything better than being me. Isn't that an awesome way to think? Now, I I don't see these as having a cocky attitude. I see them as being confident. Okay? Um, and I, I welcome your comments. So, like I said, feel free to comment on the website. It says, I'm not overwhelmed when I get anxious because I know I can handle anything. Says, I am comfortable giving and receiving compliments. Now, that's one I had a, had a hard time with for a long time, and I still occasionally have a hard time with compliments. But I, I'm doing much, much better with that. I am open to criticism, and I'm comfortable acknowledging my mistakes. That's one that a lot of people have an issue with and I will admit when I make mistakes and we can learn a lot from criticism that is given honestly. Now, people that are given criticism just to be a pain in the neck, that's different. But honest criticism that's given helpfully can be very, very beneficial. Let me see. What I do reflects what I say and what I believe in. That's an awesome statement. I like that. Let's see. I'm comfortable being calmly assertive and sticking up for myself. Oh, yeah. That's, that's self-esteem and confidence. I like that. And let's see. For me, being alive is a fun adventure, and I'm open to new experiences and possibilities and the unknown. Ooh, I like that one too. Let's see. And how about I speak honestly and openly about my accomplishments and my faults because facts don't bother me. Ooh, I like that too. And you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, Discover your love and affection. Ooh, that's a nice one at the end, too. I like that. Yeah, I would I would very much like to hear if y'all have additional thoughts on that. That is, I like those. I like those very much. I find the neatest stuff on Pinterest. I really do. But those are those are good. So, like I said, definitely feel free to to share your thoughts about that. Because, I, like I said, I self esteem is definitely a major issue for a lot of people, and I I know all too well how much of a problem it could be. So, I would um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Those were those are really cool. I like those. But feel free to, to check out the website, um, readyforloveradio.com, 
And um, if you just if you go to the website and you just right click on the uh, pictures, you can save a copy of those if you'd like to have a copy for yourself. They're um, good information on both of them. You know, if you've listened to my show before, you've likely heard me mention my Love, Accept, and Respect Yourself program. Now, that program is made up of 12 modules, 12 lessons, and it's it's a home study program that people can do at their own speed. And I've also got those as 12 ebooks in the Kindle store on Amazon. If you get the full program, it also comes with quite a few other additional things that I have for people to read, watch, listen to. Um, I've included a whole lot of my radio shows as additional audio to listen to. There's some videos and other things. And um, from time to time, I have a special for only $197 for everything. And just just the ebook workbooks or 500 pages of content. So there's there's a lot of content to it. But I just wanted to mention, um, I was just looking over the list of the different workbooks or a lot of exercises in, in those to do also. But a lot of the content and the subjects of those lessons go along with the topic tonight. Lesson three is stop that negative voice in your mind. Lesson four, put guilt and shame behind you and forgive yourself. That's a big part of getting over low self-esteem. Lesson six is can I move past a troubled childhood, which we, we definitely can. Lesson seven goes along great with last week's show, how to love your body, including any flaws. And I, I don't care who a person is. We've, we've all got something about our body that, that's not perfect. But you know what? That's okay. It's it's our body and we live in it. I, that's it's like I remember after uh, after my dissection and open heart surgery, there there were people that complained to me if because if, they could see the, the scar from my surgery. And I'm like, you know, I, I earned that. As far as I see it, I, I earned it and survived it and I you know if if I happen to wear something that I, I did got to the point where it, it didn't bother me anymore that people could see it it did in the very beginning but after that I was like I I've survived it I I'm proud of that it took a lot of work to come back from that both times and then lesson eight is what to do when you stop loving yourself there's there's times when we find it very hard to to unconditionally love ourselves. Lesson nine: When other people stop you from loving yourself, what what do we do when that's the case? And let me see. Uh, lesson ten. I love lesson ten. It says enjoy the single life until you find a healthy loving relationship, and then. Uh, lesson 11, how to love yourself as life changes. You know, there's there so many changes we go through throughout life, whether it's um, going from being single to being married, being married to being divorced, 
maybe um, you know as as we get older maybe um, a person we've had a relationship with whether married or not may either leave or maybe they die um, maybe life just changes because of illness you know maybe it's not the same life we, we just have to make changes because of illnesses and you know like I said there's there's a lot of reasons life has to change I mean and everybody's gone through a lot of changes because of COVID we've had to had to make adjustments in how we how we deal with life and deal with other people and then lesson 12 we end up with prepare a plan to love yourself and your life so I just want to let y'all know that if if any of those specific topics resonate with you each of those um, individual ebooks and workbooks are in the Kindle store and I will add those to the show page and feel free if the entire program sounds like something you'd like to look at um, I'll also make sure to include that link and it's normally $297 for the entire program but I will have the discounted link um, on the show page as well for only 197 so I, I do it from time to time for special reasons and like I said it, it fits in so well with, with today's topic that I will I will do that and include that so the link will be uh, readyforloveradio.com slash self-esteem and I will remind you that um, next week um, my my good friend Paul Bag, who's been on the show quite a few times over the years, is going to be with me, and we are starting the series on spirit animals. And um, he's going to be with me, and we are going to be talking about the. This is going to be the introduction to the spirit animals. Talking about spirit animals, um, animal totems, and. Uh, animal guides so we're gonna this is the big introduction to kind of give you a foundation and then starting next month um, each month I'm going to be having one week I'll be talking about um, one animal and going in-depth about the different qualities of the animal and um, as far as being a spirit animal and its uh, its qualities and its medicine, and that will make sense after next week, <laughs> and um, how it works as a spirit animal. So I'm just—it's fascinating. I am—I'm thoroughly enjoying learning all this stuff. So we will start the series next week. So I've enjoyed being with y'all this evening. And I hope you got some good information. And like I said, feel free to go to the website and um, there'll be a link to the replay. And the two memes will be there also. And I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio. Yeah, no.